Yeah, so what is that podcast called? It's called like Momentum. Do you die? What's Welcome, bro. Oh man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. How about yourself? Solid. Man, it's easier to get in contact with the Pope, I swear, <laughs> than it is with you. What are you up to? I mean, I know I know you got the wife and Yeah. You got like eight dogs or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got three dogs, you know, I got a wife. But I, I just never been good with phones in the first place. Like, I don't know. It's, like, I, I'm never really on my phone that much unless I'm super bored. Really? And, yeah, and, you know, around this time, it's hard to be bored. I feel like that's pretty rare because everyone's addicted to their phones and just stuck on it 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fall victim to that sometimes, but most of the time I'm just, you know, doing something, something else. Yeah. You know, football stuff, but. I don't know. My phone, I've just never been good with texting or calling or anything like that. I'm just a face-to-face kind of guy. Old school kind of guy. You know. I like it, bro. I like it. Well, how does it feel to be, like, because you're from L.A., right? I'm from the Inland Empire, Norco, (laughs) stand-up. Is that not, that's not part of L.A. County, is uh -uh, it? uh Uh-uh, it's uh, more inland. It's about an hour or so from here, two hours. Well, or from Southern California. Yes, yes. Back home, hometown hero. You see yourself in that in that way or no? Like, did you grow up a USC fan? Um, so about all the way up until two thousand seven, two thousand eight, yes. Um, and then my brother, my oldest brother, committed to UCLA, and then he went to UCLA, and so ever since then, not really. Um, but we were definitely a USC family before that. Damn, and then you were a Bruin family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was up in the Rose Bowl. That's crazy. Weekend. I didn't know. I didn't know that was the case. What did he play? He played uh, safety, strong safety. Okay. Um, he's very good at, at his uh, position. Very good, hard nosed player. Um, led the team in tackles. Oh, I think all four years. Um, but yeah, he was he was uh, definitely the standard in our family. Really? Yeah. Did he get an opportunity in the league? Yeah, he played for the Bengals a little bit. Ooh, okay. um, yeah, went to the Raiders. Got went to the. Um, the Bucks for a little bit, and then he retired. He was just done with it. Um, yeah, the business part of it. Yeah, gets gets a little hectic and a little. As in a lot of politics at the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, he had a good career, and he said he he set it up for for the rest of my brothers and I, and we uh we we took took that and ran with it. I always thought that was the coolest thing to have like a brother around your age. To play, I mean, sports with and like yeah. football with. Yeah, like, I just never grew up in that setting. But I, I, I'm assuming it it really pushes you, especially to be like the youngest sibling in a group of a lot of boys. Mm-hmm. Like usually, that one kid is a dog. Like I look at like Lamelo Ball, mm-hmm. and he's probably like getting bullied by his <laughs> older brothers on the court, right? Like one on one, and then you right. just gotta step up. Right. Or like y'all just doing Oklahoma drills on the driveway <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, uh, dang! Near, I mean, damn near. We just—it was always competitive. Every everywhere we went, everything we did, we were actually a hockey family first. Hockey. Yeah, we were oh, a big, wow. big hockey family. You know, we we loved it. Um, but um, yeah, everything was super competitive. We 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 always try to be first. You know, and you know, me being the, I was always the smallest. The youngest, and they prepared me quite well. Yeah, training. it's looking advantage in that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, hockey is interesting though. When did you when did you start that? Oh, uh, so oof. all I know since I was born, really, uh, we were yeah. We so you were, wanted to play in the NHL? Like that was that was the first school. I wouldn't say that because my see my brothers played a lot of hockey, and I used to you know play here and there, um, but. When my brother started playing football, the oldest one who went to UCLA, yeah, he started playing football around his freshman year of high school. I was his first year in football, and that was around the time where I was, because he's ten years older than me. Okay, oh, that is a big difference. Yeah, and so that was a time where, um, like, I was just starting to get into organized sports and stuff like that. Yeah, and so if he was playing hockey, then I would have been playing hockey. Mm, but okay. since he was playing football at the time. 
You're just gonna I started, exactly. I started playing football. Um, so I, I really wasn't the hockey player of the family. It was yeah. more of my, my oldest brother and the brother below that, Troy. He, uh, they, they were hockey people to the core. And then we started playing football, and it just all switched. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So those were the two main sports. Nothing else? No, we uh, we played basketball here. Like, Troy, he played basketball. I played basketball. And I was a big lacrosse player, too. Lacrosse, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was a big lacrosse player. Uh, midfield. Okay. Yeah, I played one year in uh, eighth grade. It was really? so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's very it's very challenging. You know, to Once you get the stick skills right. down, that's like the main it's one. It's the, yeah, yeah. the main thing, main issue. Um, but I got that down pretty fast. Because, I, I mean, I played a little bit of lacrosse in middle school yeah and i and then in high school i started really playing and really getting into it um and i felt like i was pretty good you know i was i was out there just doing fools up and lacrosse <laughs> you're going um, crazy yeah huh? I, I really was um <laughs> but it, it just wasn't the passion wasn't there wasn't like football yeah, was, football. You know? but uh it, it was nice it was a fun time bro the first thing i noticed about you i mean before i actually met you like i just saw you on the field but it was 2020 pac 12 championship game mm-hmm. you know where i'm going with this yes sir <laughs> everybody gets to it eventually <laughs> and you're not wearing any accessories bro <laughs> like what's the deal like it's unlike anything i've ever seen mm-hmm. in that sense like no gloves like bro i don't even know if you're wearing socks <laughs> <laughs> No bands, uh. nothing. But and and we were all talking about it on the sideline, like like right. what is this guy doing? Right. But you were going off and you were making it work. Right. We were wondering, is it like is it done on purpose? It's like throw people off? Is there some strategy behind it? I wouldn't say strategy. The only strategy is just to play comfortable. You know, I, I try not to, you know, go with the norm. I try to play how comfortable I can be to to, you know, play my best ball. It's always been like that though since I was younger. I never really I was no gloves, never ever. a glove guy, never anything on the arms. You know, I'll spat here and there. I'll spat, you know, for games or such like that. But um, for swag or for like actual ankle issues? Just ankle issues really. Um so only everything's only for pragmatic reasons, like yes, correct. only out of necessity. Correct. <laughs> um yeah, I, I just There's gotta be a story behind that though. Like I couldn't tell you. It's just I couldn't you? tell it's literally, I, I mean, my bro, all my brothers, you know, so, well, Troy, he doesn't really wear gloves, but, you know, they like the accessories. They like the towels, the, you know, the okay. tapes and everything like that, the, the sleeves and whatnot. It just, I, I couldn't get, I never could get behind it. I always thought, you know, football should be played how, you know, you want it to be played, how comfortable you want it to be. Yeah. And all that stuff just always, like, it just it's felt like I was, exactly, like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't me. It's not how I play. I remember one time I put on gloves, Washington State, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. It's cold as heck. Um, My fingers are literally purple. Let's just slide some gloves on and see what happens. Yeah. Put some gloves on. I fumbled twice. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So I took those off You think it was in your head? I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, it could have been, you know, but all I know is I took those gloves off and I didn't fumble again and I ran for... 160 caught for you know 98 that <laughs> yeah, game um, that'll do it so it's a little superstitious at this point like yeah. if you put him back on you'd be like oh, exactly okay, here we go again exactly it's just not how i play yeah you know and if i do put them on now like because I'll, I'll be playing around in practice or whatever put somebody else's gloves on and they'll just people will look at me they just don't look right doesn't look just right. don't look right you know <laughs> We're just just, so used to yeah, it exactly point, bro. you know uh, but i get that question probably so much twice a day that's like that's kind of your brand now yeah. like it's it's kind of interesting like it you probably didn't set out to make it that way but that's one of the first things probably people think about when they're watching you on tv right right yeah yeah and i understand you know it's it's different and so like people i get dms all the time you know just why don't you wear gloves put some gloves really? on like all the time <laughs> oh probably if you have a bad game huh? yeah Pff, if i if i drop the ball once <sighs> you know if i do something human god forbid right i mean um you know people are people definitely associate that with me not wearing gloves but i mean it is what it is i'm gonna do me it's cool that the your coaches over your career haven't tried to change you also because we had a guy last year a receiver man jack mm-hmm. ended up transferring to uh houston mm-hmm. 
but he was really similar in that way where he just that was his thing like never any gloves nothing right um Good and man. i think our our coaching staff kind of got on him about it like really? during practice they're like dude you need to you need to start wearing these Cause i think like he might have like dropped one or two here and there mm. and uh usually you know a staff will try to conform the player to kind of like what everyone else does so it's, right. it's i think it's unique that you've stuck to your ways yeah i wouldn't even if a coach told me that's just something i would not non-negotiable yeah, yeah it's just i mean i remember my sophomore year when i was up there at oregon um i was i put on gloves for that practice because again just one of those things super cold fingers can't take it yeah temperature wise it's yeah tough. so i i just slid some gloves on and uh same kind of thing happened i fumbled um, and then Coach Cristobal came up to me after practice, and he said, "I'll never forget this." He said, "You know, he said, Travis, why are you why are you wearing gloves?" So he's like, "It's not your thing. Just just take them off, okay?" <laughs> That's so cool. You know, just like I was like, "Yes, sir." And yeah. Just, you know, stuck to what's true to me. That's dope, bro. Talk to me about uh, Coach Cristobal. Like, man, that that man is he is a. He's a wonderful guy. You know, he's a he's a great coach. Um, gosh, I wish I could have had more years with him. You know, unfortunately, it just didn't play out that way. And I'm glad it did because I'm here right now. And that's, yeah. you know, it was the best decision for me. But, you know, he's such a – he was a great coach and he he, uh, he did he did things right. Um, Seems like a player's coach from my perspective. 100%. 100%. He loved his players. He made sure we were good all the time, you know. And uh, when it was when it was time for ball, it was time for ball. He was very stern, very serious about it, um, which I respected a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, it was very easy to get behind him and and let him lead and follow his lead into into the fire, you know, because not every coach has that. No, not you at can all. Get behind like a him young guy who's relatable that you're gonna really play for. Right. Um. I don't think is as common as people think. Right. And it and makes a big difference. Too. Yeah. From, and it starts with the head coach. And I think it probably trickles down to like the leader, like the quarterback position or like if you're a leader at running back or whatever. Like if right. guys are rallying around you, like the linemen and all that, I mean, that's right. That, such yeah, a big percentage. It's huge. Of it's huge. You know, and, uh, and Chris, well, he, he did well. He did well by us by that. You know, I was, I was really a lot hurt that he left, you know, um, Took me a while to let that settle in, yeah. but um, did you kind of take that personally? I tried not to. You know, he's got to do what he's got to do, and I get it. Yeah. You know, that's his school, that's his alma mater. You feel me? Like he's got to do what's right for him and his family, and I completely understand that. You know, just like I had to do what I had to do for me and my family. Right. You know, and same thing with uh, Coach Riley. You know, it's a it's very easy to get behind him and. Uh, want to just run through a wall for the man, yeah. you know. So that's what I was looking for when I transferred. Yeah. Somebody like that. And you guys had some good teams out there too, playing with uh, Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been blessed, been fortunate to play on some wonderful teams. Um, Justin Herbert is such a guy. Um, he's so he's going off. Too. He's going to go off this year. Yeah, yeah. He's I, getting a lot of praise in camp, bro. Yeah, people. Ah, gosh, and I've and I've been saying it since. Really? You knew he was going to be a guy? Since he, since I got to Oregon, you know, this guy is going to be an NFL Hall of Famer. And, you know, it, it was – it's crazy how it's playing out for the man. And I'm so very happy for Freshman him. year, you're like, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer? 100%. Is there something specifically? Just, you know, the, his body type and the way he throws the ball, it's, it's second to none. You know, and how smart he, uh, uh, as a player he is and how much he really loves football. Yeah, I heard he's a really smart guy, too. Yeah, people – really don't understand how much he loves football you know we're we're in there um i remember uh, i remember specifically um we had this thing after every workout called 200s mm. where we had to do 100 push-ups oh, it's coach field's thing yeah coach Feld, yeah <laughs> or so Feld, yeah, yeah 100 push-ups 100 uh, 50 sit-ups and 50 pull-ups and i remember um Coach Feld, I apologize, but nobody would do the whole thing. Like, you know, because <laughs> after the workout, we yeah. just grinded crazy, and not one single person would do the whole thing. 
do the whole 200 and uh, no matter the workout that's what you have to do after yeah you have to do the 200 wow. you know it was it was gruesome it was it was bad um but i remember one time i was like you know what i'm gonna do the whole thing yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna just just knock it out let's see if i can do the whole thing because i'm just dead tired but let's, let's see if i can do it yeah and i look over and this fool justin herbert is just the last one in there, just me and him. He's just repping them out. And I'm just like, what? How do you have this much energy, this much go? Like, everybody's dead. They're on the floor dying. Right. Like, they're all up in the locker room by now, just done. Right. You know, and he's the only one in there just working. So, yeah, this guy, he's going to be something different. You know, and I was just very, very blessed to be able to play with him. And uh, he's such a funny guy too. He's a, he's such just a down to earth funny dude. Yeah, I love that kid. But I follow I follow Coach Feld on Instagram. <laughs> he's got some funny stuff. It's all about like fill the the arm sleeves. Yeah, fill right? the sleeves. Like a lot of yeah. Yeah. The him and the mustache and all that, bro. Just jokes. Yeah. Like he's got an interesting brand going on. Like he probably sells a lot of merch. Yeah. He's got like t-shirts. I heard his merch go his merch money goes to charity or something like that. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah, he does he does a nice thing with that. But uh yeah, he's gosh, social media wise, he's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just he loves it. it. Yeah, yeah, all those just videos. The forty five day challenge, you know, I saw to that. Coach yeah, Phil. yeah, yeah. Because you'll know, go he, on top of a mountain and yeah, exactly. he'll just, he'll just start just, yelling. <laughs> oh yeah. Just Yeah. <laughs> he's such a he's such a good guy though. You know, if you can get past all his screams and his, you know, big Right, whatever you want to call it, you yeah. know, um, personality. Um, you need those guys exactly. to. Uh, I mean, I I really do appreciate, like, even Coach Wiley, like his right. him on social media, like posting all his workouts and, um, like everyone has their different niche, but like David Goggins, for example, right, yeah, and and he kind of just sheds light on like what he does and like, I don't know, like when when you're in a dark place and you kind of need someone to uplift you, like that kind of stuff. Really yeah, does those help. those are the men that you want in, the, in your corner. Cause you're like, all right, I'm I'm sitting here sulking, and this right. dude just got four different workouts. In. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I doing? You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like David Goggins is telling me about he, uh, you know, finished a marathon with broken feet, oh and I'm complaining goodness. about this. Still like, <laughs> <laughs> has broken legs, right? You know? All right, just <laughs> screaming on his Instagram, Posting telling his me photos. to get up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, those people are important, bro. I, Very important. It's, it's really interesting. Very important. He, yeah, yeah. He's such a good dude. Such a good dude. He calls me to this day, asks me how good, how, how I'm doing, and stuff like that. Really? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, bro. That's cool. Well, uh, I'm excited about this year, bro. We just finished fall camp. We, uh, we survived. Yeah. <sighs> finished yesterday. Fall camp was brutal. Brutal, bro. And I wasn't even practicing. Yeah. <laughs> The schedule was hard. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, it was yeah. a lot. It was a lot more challenging than last year's. I will say that, yeah. just in terms of the volume of of everything, like the walkthroughs, the meetings, the longer practices. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's kind of been their stick. Like, hey, we've we've been where you you want to go right. as a team. Like, this exactly. is what winning takes, and that's why it was so easy to get behind. Like, so easy. It's just you know what get up, do it again, repeat, just like Coach Riley says, because it's like he's been there. He's done it. Yeah. You know, I've never been there, and I want to do it. Yeah. So, like, I'll I'll do anything to get there. And if he says this is the, you know, this is it, this is how you get there, yeah. you know, I'm all in. You know, and uh, whew, it was brutal. <laughs> you've been you through it. Like, as an older guy, you've been through, like, the grind and the fall camp. Uh, cycle a few times. Are there any like tricks? Not tricks necessarily, but like survival guide. You know, little like Man. veteran tidbits. Yeah, a few of them. You need a foam roller. That is a must. Like you, like one at your locker. You're saying. Yeah, one or at your locker and one at home. You need okay. So you need two foam rollers at all times. Okay. You know, you need to get them hamstrings and those quads and those calves rolled out. Yeah, a lot of soft tissue injuries yes. could be avoided. Yeah, yes. 100%. Hydration, rolling out, soft tissue. Hydration is a big deal, huge deal, actually. You need a water at all times. You need to just be drinking. Yeah. just need to be drinking because these are little things that can really take you out of camp. And, you know, you, you want to you be able to play. You want to be able to keep your job. So you need to do these little things, you know. And, and for me, 
a big thing for me is getting in the warm tub every single morning. You know, getting in the hot tub every single morning and getting my body ready. Um, That's the first thing you do in the morning. Huge, huge. You know, get into that water and, you know, just let your muscles react. Let them wake up a little bit. Um, But if I didn't have those three things, I I would not be standing here right now. (laughs) Really? Yeah, just, uh, you know, injuries are super prone without those things for me. Yeah. Um, You know, because I remember my freshman and sophomore year, I got some sort of hamstring or quad or, you know, some sort of cat, something, you know, that would just take my whole camp out. Yeah. You know, and I just, I knew I couldn't, I could not be a thing, a factor this this camp for sure because, you know, I'm fighting for that job, fighting for that spot. You know, you got to, got to be ready. Gotta be good to go. Yeah. Dude, I mean, especially if you're not like a solidified, you know, top all conference guy, like you right. really do need those fall camp and spring exactly. ball guys. And like, yeah. It's cliche, but ability is, or, what was it? Uh, ability is your best. Well, I just totally butchered that. No, it's, it's, I know what you're trying to say, though. <laughs> Are you looking it up? I, so, some coach literally just told me this. Oh, availability is your best yes, ability. ability. Gotcha. Wow, gotcha. that was terrible. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what it is, though. Availability. Um, no, it's totally true, though, because like guys will go down, and then that could be that could be your position, right, right there. You know, exactly. Especially if you're a younger guy. Yeah. So it's in. They don't. You know, some guys don't understand that. They don't grasp that. You know, they. You know, they get some kind of soft tissue. Don't take care of their body. They they see it as a day off sometimes. Yeah. You know, but. If you really want to play, those Saturdays they're unlike anything else. Yeah. You know, hopping in that end zone is is unlike anything else. It's better than anything you can have. Any type of drink, drug, whatever. You know that the inside the end zone is where it's at. You know, you just it's really addictive. Do you feel like you've changed a little bit from like freshman sophomore year, Travis like senior grad transfer? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I like I'm changing all the time, you know, just to be a better person. I try to be at least. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. I was not the same person I was freshman year than I am now. It's I'm I feel like I'm a much in a much better place and a much better person, being a a better person to to people all around. You know, it's just I completely agree with the fact that people are changing all the time, constantly. You know, it's, and it could be for the better, it could be for the worse. You know, it's your choice at that point. I mean, from, like, a mindset standpoint, like, going into, like, a fall camp, you're talking about the recovery stuff and, like, using those off days to actually, like, like, was an earlier version of you in that sense not taking advantage of those days? Oh, yeah, no. They're, my earlier, ver- my 18-year-old self was just <laughs> just going you're to wild, practice. Huh? Yeah, just going to practice, you know. <laughs> Getting out of practice, yeah. going straight home as fast as I could, you know. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I was not the same person. Definitely when it came to making sure my body was ready. Yeah, is Eugene like I've never been to Eugene? Is it kind of like a college town vibe? And like, I don't know, Oregon's a football school, right? So like the community and the student population really wraps around the program. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure is pretty cool, like game days, obviously, and after games, I'm sure it gets right. crazy, and like tailgates and all that. But yeah, yeah, Eugene's it's a it's a wonderful place, super beautiful, super green, just trees as far as I can see. Um, facilities are nuts. Facilities are are crazy. Shout out to Uncle Phil, Phil Knight. He Does just he pull up often, all the time. Really, all the time. He's always he's always there. You know, giving us some motivational speech and. Really? You know, he, he went to uh, Oregon and Stanford. And I remember he went to undergrad school in, at Oregon. and Yeah, uh, business school, school at Stanford, at, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember <laughs> it was Stanford week, and he came, and he talked to us, and he was like, <laughs> he's like you go whoop on those, <laughs> those those people up there. You know, I went to both schools, but I'm an Oregon duck till I die. You know, and, yeah. you know, he's, he's very involved with the football team. And uh, I very, I was very much appreciative of what he did to that, what he has done and is doing to the, with with that program because I think he's building a whole new 
actually a new facility. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just know that he's he's constantly building stuff around there. Yeah, Zach. Let's see if we could pull up some of these photos. Cause don't you have like at the locker rooms insane? But don't you guys have a uh, like cryotherapy and that kind of stuff as well? Or am I getting that mixed up? Uh, I don't know if we have any cryotherapy. Well, I know nap pods. Cryo- nap pods. Yeah, right? the nap nap pods are ridiculous yeah. over there, dude. It's a spaceship. Yeah, um, the Oregon football facility. Yeah, it's it's honestly second to none. And honestly, you don't you don't really realize how good that facility is. Did you take it for granted? Exactly. Until you leave and go to another like bro. USC's facilities are beautiful. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Yeah. Bro. It's a spaceship, bro. Yeah, that, I mean, unreal. the weight room, you know, because we have to share the weight room with other sports. This is just for football. Right. You know, and it just, you know, the glass, it sees out to the practice fields. And, you know, it was it was very, it was very nice. You were not complaining to go into work every day. Now, with the jerseys, I heard you guys don't get to keep them, huh? So after you graduate, after you're all said and done, you can, I think you can buy your jerseys back. Like um, all and your helmet, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Just for like something little, though. Um, it's like a hundred bucks or something. But uh, I think that's me in that corner right there. Is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> I took that before the Oregon State game. We found Travis. Oh man! Oh, that's that hard. Me. That's hard. Um, it's a new jersey, right? Every week. Uh, or, no. Or combination. So we'll, we'll we'll have we'll have about four or five different combinations. For the year, and then we'll mix them. Okay. Like, yeah. you know, we'll have, like, this all green, this all yellow, this all whatever white, yeah. this all black, and then we'll mix the colors, the pants, and whatnot. And so it just makes it seem like, oh, they're having new new jerseys every game. But, I mean, it's pretty much like that. And then we'll have, like, like last year when we played UCLA, we had uh, uh, um, uh, special alternate jerseys. Um, I like the Webfoot ones. Those are really Cool. Yeah, the webfoot ones are really nice. Um, I don't think I I didn't get to wear the webfoot ones. Yeah. Uh, my favorite ones were the Ohana ones. Those are really nice. Oh, let's um, see if we can find that one, Zach. Yeah, the Ohana jerseys. And like the way in which they unveil it to the team is it is it like a whole showcase or is it they just put it up in your locker? Um. So. <sighs> oh yeah, those are hard. Yeah, those those are the the best ones in my opinion. Um, they they'll they'll post it on social media and that's how we'll all find out. Oh, like, you just see it on Twitter? Yeah. So <laughs> they'll pick a guy. So in this, so then this one specifically, the Ohana one, they picked about like four or five Polynesians because Ohana means family, and, right? Uh, some Polynesian, like I think I think Hawaiian. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so they picked about four or three guys right there, four or three polys to take pictures. But they usually take one guy, and they'll they'll take pictures with the jerseys that the jersey combination that we're wearing that week, and then they'll post them on social media, and that's when everybody gets to find out. Yeah. Um, but we'll get we'll also get cleats though, that will kind of give us an idea what what we're wearing. So everyone's kind of guessing. Yeah. So we'll get cleats like on Sunday or something yeah. like that. It'd be in our cubby, and then um, we'll wear them for that week of practice to get them broken. And oh, stuff new like cleats that. every week? Pre- new cleats for every jersey combination. Oh, every time there's a new combination. Yeah, a, okay, a okay. New okay. combination, you get new cleat because yeah. you have to match the colors yeah. or whatever. Um, That's cool, then, bro. Yeah, so I, I ended up with like 50 different cleats. Cleats? Jesus. Said and done. If you wanted to sell that later, that'd be insane. Not yeah. that you would, but it was. I cool. mean, I, shoot, I don't even. I have so much stuff. Just bags of it, and I think I've lost more stuff than I got. <laughs> um, and I still have so much stuff that just sit in my just spare bags. bedroom, just yeah. sitting there, you know, because I wear all SC stuff now, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I don't even, I don't even like to put it on anymore because I'm so SC mode. Yeah, know, it's just well, it's, maybe so after. you went from that, which like very modern and like it's changing every week and yeah. now usc's like one of the more traditional, traditional like this is what we're wearing no matter what yeah and it it, it fits me better it fits my personality this is more yeah you know because i'm i wasn't wearing all that stuff you know i i don't really i wasn't one to care what we were wearing right every week, you know yeah, yeah. um and so being in a, on a traditional team it fits me way better because i just i'm not i'm more of a traditional type guy yeah um so I, I, it definitely fits me a lot better. Um, 
I was thinking of remember uh, the NIL deal with the with the die I was telling you yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing NIL wise? And I'll, I'll explain it, I guess, because it doesn't really make sense without the context. But uh, Matt and I had this idea since your last name's die yeah, yeah and I remember, yeah. on the west coast like the most popular like party game is beer die it's like you, you know what the beer die yeah is, yeah so you toss the die and it has to hit the other side of the table and you catch mm-hmm. it with one hand mm-hmm. um but since all the students are playing that like tailgating like leading up to a game you could really sell those probably die and you know it'd have like you've got the mustache right. and like right. the fro going and so it right. could be like a little caricature and i'm just really surprised no one's ever done that yeah, that, it's actually a really good idea, um, but football is a good, great yeah, idea. It's a it's a really good idea. Yeah, I should definitely. Yeah, get your on agent's that. really uh, <laughs> behind the eight ball on this one, bro. I feel you. I we'll, feel we'll do it like a momentum sponsored. Like, <laughs> it's your new. I feel dog. like you're not you're not uh, like really worried about that kind of stuff, huh? Uh, shoot, you know, I if it. Know if it comes great, wonderful, I, I'll definitely take it. But you know, I'm I'm just worried about right now is how can we win? You know, because if we win and we keep winning, yeah, that's when the real nil stuff's gonna come in. For sure. And so if I'm 100% focused on the football team and what we're trying to do here, then all that other stuff will handle itself. You know, I've had a few nil here and there, nil deals and. Boulevard's doing me doing me right right now, but um, what are y'all working on? Uh, we just got done with some kind of TikTok thing, video, whatever. Okay, um, yeah, that they're dancing on this. <laughs> nah, it was like me and Raylan, we were like answering some questions and stuff like that. Oh, for the USC page? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, it was it was it was nice. Um, I also I was also done my own thing with uh, leaf trading cards, you know, just signing some cards and stuff like that. Um, but you know, if, if we can win and we can go far, you know, really far with this football thing, all that other stuff will handle itself. Yeah. You know, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna eat if we can just win. Yeah. I mean, football season, you don't really even have time to think about it. I mean, much less in fall camp. Exactly. Um, no, I think that's a good way of looking at it. That's kind of like, for me, it was, it was overwhelming in the sense that it felt like there's always more you can do in terms of marketing yourself for these brands and opportunities. And it just, it just took too much time out of my day. Right. And this was like, whatever, last year when it first broke out and I'm like, Oh my God, like we need to do all these partnerships with the podcast and all these different ideas. And then I was like, it's really taken away from what I came here to do and train and play football and, you know, and help this football team win games. Um, And so that's kind of like, why I wanted to sign with like an agent and a manager and set up the firm and then would kind of like take care of that. Um, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm doing like what I love to do in the first, cause I don't even like, even with this show, for example, I really don't like the marketing aspect of it and like always needing, it's a necessary evil, right? Cause you right. need to continue like posting and, and, putting stuff out there for like, you know, to increase your followers and viewership and all that kind of stuff. But in a perfect world, like I would come here and like, I would chat with you. And, like, I mean, this is just what we would do normally anyways, like right. in a locker yeah, room setting or like hanging out. Yeah. And so it's like, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, someone would edit it for you and then you kind of just put it out. Or yeah. I mean, they would put it out for yeah, you. Exactly. Like I don't even want yeah. the account for my, my TikTok and Instagram to, if we're being completely honest. I feel that. I hundred percent feel that because all that stuff is just it, it kind of it can feel like a distraction. Yeah. You know? <coughs> it's not to say I don't. I do like to interact with like the people who listen, and, and we get hilarious comments like that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like good and bad. Honestly, <laughs> it used to bother me. The bad stuff cracks me up. Sometimes I'll put them in little collages and I'll post them on my story <laughs> just so people can laugh at it. Yeah, that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That, that's the best. Well, shoot, I, I've seen a few videos that you've guys that you guys done. Um, yeah. But what's the, uh, the the handle the Instagram? What do you mean? What's it called? Oh, like you have do you have your own Instagram and for stuff? the for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Momentum. It's called Momentum oh, Truck Mo- on Instagram. Momentum Truck. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Momentum was taken, so we just yeah. added truck to it. Because I've seen a few of a, a few the of reels these. and clips. And all yeah, that. it's they've done well on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen them on TikTok uh, too. Yeah. You you had somebody on here. Can't remember. Um, but but yeah, so we had uh, Jordan, um, the quarterback coach, Jordan Palmer. He's uh, Carson Palmer's brother. Really? Yeah, and he basically, I don't even, a few months ago, his, he developed an entirely new social media strategy um, just with these clips, and he kind of just sat, he signed with, like, a, f- a marketing firm, and the idea was that he would sit in a chair just like this, camera right in front of him, and he would answer a bunch of questions. Maybe it would take him, like, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And then that, they would create a handful of TikToks and Reels just from that one sitting. So maybe like 20 different TikToks that you'd post throughout like right. a two or three week stretch and right. you just sit down for an hour. Um, and he blew up. I don't even, we could check how many followers he's got on TikTok or Instagram, but past few months he's blown up. And then I asked him about the TikTok thing. He's like, he's like, dude, I don't even have the app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. for the younger generation, right, like guys ex- around our age, yeah, that's, that's everything. Yeah. I mean, bro, people are falling asleep is, to right. TikTok nowadays, you know? Right, It's the new TV. I am I definitely like... Is that, is that his t- TikTok? Uh, 224K wow. in a matter of a few months. Wow. You know? And yeah. so they just put a clips of him training guys like Joe Burrow and mm-hmm. uh, dudes in the league and then him I'm just a, talking about ball. I'm a huge fan of TikTok. I like to, I like, to like scroll through i like to look at it i'm not a poster right you know, I, I i like to just see because there's some funny things out there oh, so funny, there's some bro. people who are actually are creative really talented oh yeah really really talented yeah it's just, you sit there and look at it it's like how do they how do you make this like, <laughs> right this stuff is this stuff is gold <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely a uh, a big looker at tiktok for sure yeah you gotta start putting stuff on there man even even if you're reluctant to do it, just because it's uh, the platform's nuts. Like I just don't just even know up. where to start. You know, just like what do like? Yeah, like I just uh, like I'm very again like face to face. You know, yeah, type of person. You know, see that's why for me the podcast makes it easy because like, right. I'll just put out some clips and I could even send you some too, and you could put them out and then you just throw captions on them and it's easy. Like you're not even creating anything new outside of what we're doing right yeah, now that makes sense you know what i'm saying yeah yeah because that's all i if you like if you go on my tiktok that's like 90 percent of it it's right. just, just clips of this like 30 second maybe up to 60 second clips right. of like maybe like a funny little story or something <laughs> and people love it man people love it that's nice see i i know people like because i mean i i see it on the tiktok but it's just like I, where do i even where can where i even start yeah, yeah just like, because you have to uh, appeal to the consumer and what they want, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't realize there's a whole different algorithm to each different platform. So until you really, like, uh, dig into it, like, you wouldn't even realize. Right, right, so right. So it's like, uh, I think over half of users don't have audio on their phones. So if like, you're in a subway or something or a public setting. So that's why you put the captions on there. Right, makes sense. And then... Um, I was, you know, Mr. Beast, the YouTuber? Yeah. That's like one of the most successful yeah, YouTubers. Yeah, Dude makes really like 30, 40 mil a year. Really? Dude, the craziest thing. And I was listening to him on uh, Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. And uh, he was kind of explaining how he came up in like the YouTube space. This was before like being a YouTuber was, was cool. Thing, yeah. yeah, like everyone thought this guy was a loser, like dropped right. out of school. But his passion was just making videos, like funny videos. Yeah. And like. Everyone and his parents and everyone's like, "Yo, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not getting Look a degree." Type, yeah. And uh, but basically, he talked about like his dedication to this craft that you don't really realize. You think he's just filming something goofy and putting it up, but like he studied the psychology behind like why people are enthralled into like the videos and like the different right. angles and um, like what attracts like the different colors and the lighting right. and like a thumbnail. So he bro, he said he would wake up like seven AM and until he went to bed at like nine or ten. All he did was research YouTube videos. Wow. <laughs> for wow. years on end. And he didn't go out, he didn't do anything. And now this dude literally making, you know, 30, 40, 50 mil. That's crazy. It's insane, bro. It's actually insane. And like the 
uh, the TikTok thing is crazy because I mean it's so like it's so fast. Like you get like your next like like what's like just swipe up and it's like right there. Oh like, yeah, it's addictive. you don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want that video. Just keep swiping yeah. or you know they got the little video thing where you can like go forward or go back and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, gosh, it's it's just so like. They know what they're doing. TikTok, oh, for when sure. they It'll created it, the they, yeah, they, they know you. what they're doing. Yeah, I was listening to uh, this comic, Andrew Schultz. He's actually, like, he's pretty perceptive guy. He's one of my favorite comics, but he's mm-hmm. talking about TikTok on his, on his show. And uh, according to him, he said, because, you know, it's a Chinese company, or right. at least originally. And yeah. in China, what they'll do is they'll push videos, like educational videos that are showing, like, either some scientific feat or, like, mathematics mm. or something that's going to, like, progress, Enhance you know, the their, minds yeah. of, like, their youth. Right. And then for the United States version, it's, you know, girls, you know, dancing yeah. and, like, just stupid stuff. Yeah, like, just, just people, you know. being really stupid out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And so, basically, it's, like, a, a generation of people here just kind of wasting time Gosh. in that sense. But yeah, the, the amount of time is, is insane that you spend on that, bro. Yeah, I've heard just constantly sending out content and stuff like that. Like that, that has to take up all your time, pretty much. And then they become reality stars too. That's right. The, that's the new Disney star. Exactly. Right, and so they've got like all these TikTok houses out here in LA. You know about those, right? What are those, bro? It's crazy. Uh, we could let's look up some of the names. There's. It's TikTok like these guys house? and girls, they live in these mansions, like, up in, like, Hollywood Hills, and they're they're called content creation houses. And mm-hmm. they're all, like, 18 to, I want to say, 22 years old. And uh, they just throw parties and essentially come up with creative TikTok ideas to together and make videos, and they oh collaborate. Yeah, so one of them's called the Sway House. That's, like, one of the most popular ones. They have their own merchandise. Um, so instead of going to school, like, college, mm-hmm. they live in these million dollar homes up in the hills making <laughs> videos Gosh. and uh really doing nothing insane right making wow millions. wow yeah i mean these are the new and you know big time actors of our generation right they're just content creators um and they're influencing like music like what's popular like all the olivia rodrigo songs and, and there's a whole lot of them too and like, there's always a there's always a new one every few months. Like, see, I'm surprised you never uh, heard about these houses, bro. No, I've never heard about these houses. It's crazy. Yeah, over COVID, it, it kind of blew up because, um, you know how LA was real strict. Yeah. And they kept throwing these parties, at, like just bangers, like mm. hundreds of people at their house, and uh, the mayor Garcetti, he I think he issued like some sort of warning. Hey, you can't do gatherings. Like, don't do this. And then they're like, "Bro, like, bro, you're 18 years old, worth 10 million dollars. Right? And this nobody's big old telling mansion. you what to do. Yeah. So I think man. the very next weekend they throw a banger of all bangers. Dude shuts down their uh, utilities. No water. No power. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no. Absolutely nuts, bro. So that's <laughs> that's how I was first introduced to the whole concept. I just I read it somewhere like LA Times or popped up on my Twitter or something. Really? Like what is going on here? And I just moved to LA. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is this? It's a whole different world. Wow, these fools are wow. Right? It's a different world out here, man. Oh yeah, I wouldn't yeah, I didn't had no clue this was going on. Like like, I understand, like, okay, a TikToker blows up, got a lot of money, so he buys himself a house, but these kids are just all coming together to go to a house and create more content. I mean, sh- Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing, and they'll have beef between, like, Genius. each houses, because they become, like, kind of, like, frats in that sense. Yeah. So they start competing, and there's all this <laughs> drama, and, you know, they're all dating each other, and then, like, one of them will cheat. There's a show, uh, <laughs> it's called BFFs. It's a barstool. It's Dave Porno, the guy who started uh-huh. it. He's like a middle-aged man, you know, and like a lot of other older people, like they don't know what's going on with TikTok in this world. But he wants his company, Barstool, to appeal to a younger demographic. Right. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna create a podcast on Barstool with one of the top TikTokers, 
And so it's this guy who's like 50 with like an 18 year old <laughs> and they host the show. Genius. All they do, bro, is talk about gossip, like 20 year old gossip. <laughs> That's genius. It's, it is very smart. So they base like they both each individually have uh, huge fan bases, uh-huh. but they usually don't intersect. Wow. Yeah. And so he kind of just brings it together. Hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, he had, uh, I guess he had Andrew Tate on. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That's, that guy is <laughs> He's funny, crazy. though. <laughs> they just banned him on Instagram and all that. He'd be saying some wild stuff. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's insane, bro. <laughs> he's out there. I think he's uh, trying to fight Jake Paul. I heard about that. And that stuff is just, that stuff is getting kind of annoying. You don't watch that stuff, huh? Nah, uh, it's kind of water, watering down the whole process of boxing. You think so? Respect of boxing, yeah. I just like, I don't know. I mean, Jake's a good fighter, though. I think. Yeah, I I completely agree. But it's just the whole business, like the whole like hype around it. It's just I think it's going another direction where it's just I'm not really down with you know all that arguing on social media and stuff like that. Like that's just not. I mean, how different is it from like what Floyd was doing? What do you mean? Just in terms of creating, like, a persona that, yeah, it's infamy, right? Like, people are paying to watch you potentially get knocked out or lose. Yeah, 100%. Or Conor McGregor. Yeah, and I totally get that, but, you know, I, I shoot, I wasn't looking at Floyd's content either. You know, or, I mean, Conor's funny. That guy makes me laugh, so. You, you know, like Conor? Yeah, I, I mess with Conor, you know, because. He is funny. You know, that's that's a di- I feel like it's a different situation with me because, like, I mean, Conor makes – me like crack up oh like, yeah i don't know like <laughs> floyd really don't make me laugh that much and you know and neither does uh jake paul just i mean i i, I like i mean logan paul is pretty i mean he's pretty good at boxing too are you a fighting yes. fan like ufc i mean i'm more of a ufc guy but i'm not really like super into it though like okay. i mean i just saw the fight last night with yeah the, the usman dude guys, i missed it that was cool. i saw the video that's oh. Apparently he was dominating the entire he, fight, right? Uzma was was winning. Yeah, was he winning the whole thing. All he had to do was not get knocked out of that minute. last minute. Right kick to the and head. just fake left with the kick. Oh my gosh, brutal, I was going bro. crazy. What a crazy sport! Oh my gosh, have bro. you have you ever seen the um, the first few UFC UFC cards? I haven't. Like UFC one and two. Oh, let's let's pull those these, out. Uh, these guys are coming out with, there no rules. Thirty minutes straight. Really? No tap outs. Wait, there's no breaks. There's no breaks. Just going at it, and whoever, whoever gets knocked out? out first. No way. Bro. People are coming out with one boxing glove on. No, no. I swear, bare <laughs> knuckled. Like it, it, it was first. just mayhem out there. The like the first few <laughs> UFCs. They were just no out way, there bro. destroying each other. The very first UFC fight. There's just no rules, huh? No, just to the death, pretty much. <laughs> Let's see. All right, some dude's walking out. Uh, that's a big boy, too. Yeah, let's fast forward to the actual fight. I got to see this. So... I'm assuming like you could bite and everything. Is it, is it kind of like street fight rules? So I don't. Th- I don't think you can bite or anything like that or hit um, in the private parts. But I mean, this guy's a sumo wrestler right here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and they're just it seems like there's no weight classes. No, no weight class. No really? weight class. It's just you just go. <laughs> you just fight the next person. Yeah, that's an issue. And yeah, it was ridiculous. And whoever gets slept first is is done for. He just knocked out the sumo wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> these guys, I mean, they, they're just, just nothing fun, on. Some of them we got nothing on. I, I I remember watching one of them. One of them had like one glove on, one boxing glove on. Like, <laughs> just sloppy, just going bro, to it's throwing just, haymakers. It's, it was it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I'm excited about this fight coming up. Uh, Oliveira, you know who that is, and uh, yeah. um, was it Hazmat or? Uh, the the Eastern European the, that's Khabib's boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know it's a bro. It's gonna be nuts. There's some really good cards coming up. Um, all those Eastern Europeans, bro, they're tough. Yeah, Oliveira's pretty crazy. 
Oh, yeah, he, he'd jump I on know. your back. Yeah. yeah. And just choke you out real quick. Well, Brazilians are just unreal in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. 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 Uh, man. Man, when he... uh, Who who was the last... He fought someone American, the last, like Gaethje or something like that? <sighs> Could have been. And... Oh my gosh! I I thought Gaethje was gonna win, and um, Oliveira got on him. Oh, I I remember. Yeah. So Oliveira got knocked down, but instead of Gaethje, whoever the opponent was, instead of him grappling with him, like he just let him get up because yeah. he's such a good uh, grappler. Yeah. He's such so good at jujitsu. You do not want to go on the ground with that. Foot. That's such an advantage. Yeah, you can get knocked down all day, and he'll just it wait just until you stand on. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. That's unreal, bro. That's unreal. It's Would pretty you, crazy that people do this stuff, though. Like, you, you wouldn't want to do I that, would huh? not want to do that. I'm just... I kind of want to train jiu-jitsu in the off-season. See, jiu-jitsu I would not have a problem with. Because, I mean, like... Yeah, I'm not saying sparring necessarily. I'm just not trying to get hit in the face like that, yeah, really. Yeah, like, either. With somebody just full power just trying to hit you in the face. Like, no, no thank you. Yeah, it's tough for the old brain. Oh my gosh! So I want to go like to a fight in person. I think that'd be really cool. I heard so I've I've known people who've been to a fight before, and I hear that it's just so electric. Oh, I bet. Like it's crazy. Just different in person. It's it's, he said it's different. Like you just go there and like especially if somebody gets knocked out or something. Oh, insane! Like that fight last night. Oh my god! People were probably going. Crazy. crazy or imagine being at the fight where connor broke his leg oh he's just yelling goodness. at him your wife's in me dm <laughs> <laughs> everyone's uh, like what? or the uh khabib connor fight yeah. where he's like just going to the crowd yeah. you know like those tickets are expensive though but i definitely pay for one though. oh for sure i definitely pay for i heard one. uh like dana white will will just give tickets to, like dudes in the league though really like big names you know sure you may, you may get that <laughs> Uh, that's fun, bro. Alright, bro. Let's let's wrap it up. I know you got to drive back home. Yep, got a long old drive home. Long drive, but it's good because I missed all the traffic. Now it's gonna yeah, be yeah. There you go. Drive, so so I appreciate favorite. this. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> a little one hour break. Yeah, man. I, we shoot. We took us forever though to to get this done. I know. Cause we were well, we were planning this back in the spring. Yeah, a while back, and I got sick, and then fall yeah, camp, and yeah, and then fall. It's yeah. tough with our schedules, bro. Yeah, but, ske- oof. yeah, it was bad, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad I came on. It was this is this was really nice. You got a very cool spot here. Very I appreciate cool. it, bro. Hopefully, we do it again when uh, when Matt is able. Yeah, to come yeah, it's very unfortunate that Matt can't be here, but we'll, yeah. we'll definitely do one for sure. All right, brother. Appreciate All right. you.